Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. Today, I'm excited because I have um, another guest. We're going to be talking a little bit about money mindset. And the reason I wanted to talk about money mindset is because um, it's one of those topics that, you know, I don't think we could ever talk about enough, right? Um, Right. Talk about how we view uh, financial abundance, how we view ourselves in relationship to money. And that is why I have this sister on. Um, Her handle you might see is I am supernatural. And, but I'm going to let her properly introduce herself. Welcome, Amina, to the show. Thank you. Uh, my name is Amina Legrand, and I am an empowerment coach. I'm also DIS certified, so I help uh, you identify your natural strengths and your blind spots. So I help you um, understand who you are and embrace your value. So I wanted to have a conversation with uh, Dr. Maisha today because I've, I've been watching her. <laughs> And she talks about the subconscious mind. And I think it's so important that we understand the subconscious mind. So here we are. Here we are to have this conversation. Yes, I am so, so excited because, you know, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And I really like to talk about in the context of money. So, you know, I don't know what you've seen as you work with people and their own um, money barriers, but I think that a lot of times our conversations about money go not only back to what's been modeled to us by our parents, but like even our generational in nature. Yes. No, that that's true because I know for a fact, like my mom, she always says, I wish I would have taught you guys more about money because she's always lived from paycheck to paycheck or mm-hmm. worked three jobs just to make mm-hmm. ends meet. Um, and she always had this model, well, if I die, I can't take it with me, the money. So now she regrets saying that. <laughs> and um, she has a different perspective, a different mindset now. So I said, well, mom, you know, it's not too late. It's, it's fine. We're learning on our own. I'm learning on my own. So um, it's definitely important to have a positive mindset when it comes to money, because you can block your abundance. You can block your wealth if you don't know how to unlock that mi- mindset. That is so true. It's so funny. That's very familiar 
languaging and I and I'm I'm not gonna ask you your age in public, <laughs> but very familiar languaging. It's like you can't take it with you, but you know, it's not about always whether or not you can take it with you, it's about what kind of legacy are you going to build. And I think that's a piece that doesn't get taught. Um, we don't always think about leaving legacies. I think there's some some conversation in our community about you know, um, having our, our children work as hard as we do to have, we like we worked as hard to get it. And so now our kids got to work to get it. Or um, when we start talking about things like leaving a legacy through, through life insurance and things of that nature, it's like, oh, are my kids going to try to kill me now to get the money? You know? <laughs> There's all of these. And, and it's, it's, it's like very valid conversations that I think have been passed down based on what people see in the media or people see on television, but they are not opening up and having these conversations. And we have to start to look at, well, if we are not addressing some of our own beliefs and some of our, fami our familial beliefs, like our family beliefs, our generational beliefs, then how are we ever going to break cycles for the future? How are we going to break these ceilings that our culture and our community keeps bumping up against, you know, time and time again? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I definitely know what you're saying. And I think that we have to um, identify that we don't know. We don't know how money works. And if you don't get to the point where you don't understand that, you will just constantly be in that cycle of just chasing the dollar, working two and three jobs, just trying to make ends meet. Um, so yeah, we definitely have to identify where it's stemming from mm -hmm. and that it's something that needs to be, uh, learned. Seem like yes. it's, you have to learn how money works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's talk about chasing the dollar. Cause I think that's a really, um, it's, it's, it's a really tricky thing, right? When we're chasing a dollar, a lot of times we are also running from something. Mm, that's deep we are also running from something. And a lot of times when we're chasing, you know, we're chasing something, our back is to everything else. And we might be running away from poverty or struggle or whatever our, we saw our parents doing that we don't want to do. We may be running away from something we don't want when we're chasing something else, when we're, we're compelled to chase. And you know, we have to think about that because when you're running away from a thing, you're really focused on the thing itself. And the unconscious mind gives you what you're focused on. So if you're running away from, uh, you know, a poverty or if you're running away from being broke or low or, or not having any money, if you're not, if you're running away from that, guess what you're focused on and what, whatever you focus on is what you're going to produce. So we have to be very mindful of, of how we, approach abundance right how we approach money if we um are chasing or not allowing for it to come not allowing gifts to be given then you said it earlier in so many words we're starting to block our blessings mm -hmm. and so how do we allow wealth and abundance in well i mean it really starts with recognizing what your already money uh, conversation is, right? What are you afraid of? What is it that um, you've been already taught, right? A lot of times we've been taught to hold on tightly to things. 
And so things like investing in ourselves for future gain, it doesn't necessarily occur for us. Sometimes there are unconscious beliefs that we don't even recognize. So for those people who are like, well, no, I believe and I say an affirmation and I, I do this and I do that. But then at the same time, the money's not coming. You have to look deeper. You have to look deeper into, even though you're saying the affirmation, do you really believe that, that the thing is true? Because if there's a level of uncertainty or a level of doubt, then you're actually not affirming anything. That makes sense. You're just saying words. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, it's a tricky thing because um, if you're not congruent with what you're saying what you, and what you're thinking, then you're still giving mixed messages to the unconscious mind. You're still giving those mixed messages. So I think that's the first thing is to become aware of when you're affirming something or when you're moving toward a goal. Are you certain that you can achieve that goal? And if you're not certain, where's the doubt? What exactly is the nature of the conversation that's happening in your mind that represents the doubt that's not allowing you to allow for the abundance to come? Okay. So if someone is uh, uh, trying to focus on money, but because their focus is actually on the lack of, and they're not realizing that they're getting what they're putting out there because they're mm -hmm. focusing on lack, mm -hmm. they're getting lack. Mm -hmm. So if they're affirming what they want and they don't believe it, should they focus on something else that they believe in that would give them that feeling that they're looking for to bring in the abundance or the wealth they're looking for? Well, so you said something very key. You can shift the belief that way. And, and I want to come back to that, right? But what I want to say is that if you find that you've come to this, this place of doubt, you know, you're putting out there the affirmation, you're taking action, it's not happening, and you, you discover the doubt, you want to start to think about when was the first time that you ever discovered that had that doubt? When was the first time in your life that you ever had the conversation? Like, what does the doubt sound like? What is the actual words? What is the sentence that you say to yourself? And when is the first time you ever said that? What was the situation? What was going on? Because sometimes things happen when we're five, six, 12, 20, and they look very different from when we are 40 or 30 or 50 or what, whatever the age. So we can go back and we look at, well, what was happening there? And recontextualize, what are the lessons of the learnings that you actually took from that? And then look at the life and look at how that belief has formed all of the decisions that you've made thereby. And then you can look at, well, then is that true? Is it really true, this belief? Is it really absolutely true? How can you, how do you know that it's true? Because, mm -hmm. right? What is the evidence for that, you, that this is actually true and not just something that happened that then you attached a belief to, right? So you gotta examine that. And when you begin to examine, it helps to loosen the grip of the belief, right? If there's an emotion attached to it, something happened, there was a failure or a failure to achieve a thing, right? You want to look at, well, what is the emotion that, that made you feel? Can you heal that? Can you forgive? Can you, whatever it is you need to do to release that emotion. 
because at the at the end of the day you have to release things at the root for that change to be permanent now in the moment you really can look at you said can we focus on something else <clears throat> excuse me in the moment you could you could think of a time let's say you you didn't achieve something and it feels like failure right it feels like notice i said it feels like not it is mm -hmm. it feels like failure you can think of a time when maybe you did something similar and you were very successful and you can remember that time and you can go into your body and you can see what you saw and hear what you heard feel the feelings of having been totally successful in this in a, something very similar or the same thing or something maybe even more difficult and it can remind you that you do have the resources to succeed, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that you can do in the moment that you feel like, um, what's the word that I want to say? Disempowered by a circumstance. But at the end of the day, I think if we're going to really change your, really transform one's belief about money or abundance or scarcity or wealth even because sometimes people don't have you know people have a conversation about wealth i did i had this conversation um earlier on that uh rich people were uh what is the word oh gosh there's a specific word not it, it um oh i'm blocking the word that, that their personalities changed, right? Um, and the word's going to come to me in a moment, but that, that I had this, this conversation, but then I had to really look at that. And, and, and I discovered that there were a lot of wealthy people in my inner circle that I didn't know were wealthy, that I was very close with. Because <laughs> I, I didn't talk about money with people. And then I realized, oh, that was a belief that I set up because I saw someone who, pretentious, that's the word that I wanted to use, right? Mm -hmm. people are pretentious that was the that was the conversation the internal conversation i had and what it did was it had me get to a certain point financially and then i would have this internal conversation like oh better watch out don't want to be like them mm -hmm. and i would knock myself back down self-sabotage unconsciously so when i began to realize that oh that was a conversation i set up because i saw one person be that way one person, not a bunch of people, that I could release that belief. And then it had me have money breakthroughs, major money breakthroughs. Right? Uh-huh. So it sounds like there's some healing that has to take place. Mm -hmm. Healing trauma, healing inner your inner child before you can move to accepting wealth. That's what it yeah. sounds like. You have to do some work. You have to do some work. And I think that's the thing that people get so afraid of. You know, people get afraid of doing the work. And I think it's because they're afraid of what they'll find. But, you know, as there's a, the old saying, the only way, um, what is it? The only way through, the only, only way through it is, oh gosh, I'm fucking on the words today. They go, <laughs> it's like the, what do you do it, go through it. I don't, Something like that. So the only way through it is, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to I know is. what you mean. We know. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, I'm like, only way past it is through it. I don't know. I'm messing up quotes today. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just, you have to allow yourself to, um, to be with what is. 
and then it has less power over you. When you call something out, when you, when you recognize it, when you acknowledge it, it actually has less power. The only way out is through. Thank you. Thank oh, you, Daryl. <laughs> the only way out is through. <laughs> but we don't want to do that hard work. And like you were mentioning, you have to really ask yourself, is it true? Mm -hmm. Is this true, what I'm believing about this? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we have to do the work. We have to do the work. And, and there's layers to the work, you know? There's layers to the work. There's you know, the beliefs and the emotions attached to it. And then you feel you're, you, you have a breakthrough and then something else, else comes up. This really great book that I just read called The, the Big Leap um, by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about uh, this thing called the upper limit problem. And, it, and basically what he says is that when we get to a certain point in our life and we, and we are just about to go beyond the barriers of what, what's known for us, what we're comfortable with, we, we, we basically knock ourselves back down to what's comfortable. And he mm -hmm. calls that the upper limit problem. And, and I just, when I read that book, when I listened to that book, I thought it was just so um, on point because that's what happens. They talk about growth being right outside the comfort zone mm -hmm. and nobody likes to be uncomfortable. But where the most successful people live or, or are, are always living outside their comfort zone just outside, the most successful entrepreneurs. And, and part of the discomfort is the not knowing because we're a society that likes to know everything. Like mm -hmm. it makes a difference, mm -hmm. right? Knowing doesn't really make a difference if you never apply and take action. And... Um... Why do you think wealthy people don't teach other people how to be wealthy? Because like you said, there's people that are wealthy around us and they're not telling us how to do it. Is it because it's a lesson that we need to learn on our own? I think that there are wealthy people who are teaching these lessons. I think that the people who are not hearing them may not be ready. Mm, okay. because here's the thing okay. when you're ready you seek out the mentors you seek out the mentorship right and so people you know like people who are are abundant they're always like well i would say i don't want to overgeneralize but they are usually willing to share some of the things that they're doing to break those barriers. And I think that sometimes we think there's some magic bullet, like do this. I mean, there are some strategies, there's some, you know, being financially literate. And I'm seeing a lot of, a, a lot of um, courses and, and people who are teaching that and people are teaching it on podcasts. As a matter of fact, one of the, one of the, um, the guests that's coming up on my podcast, the Black Mind Garden is, is a younger guy who teaches financial literacy is a mortgage guy. And he, his, he's committed to that in our community. Yeah. So I don't believe that there are, are not wealthy people who are, who are willing to give of that knowledge, who are willing to teach that knowledge. I believe they're abundantly out there. It's just that we have to be willing to seek that mentorship. And because in our community specifically, there's a whole lot of shame around talking about money especially if you're not already in a position that 
that looks like the way it's supposed to look, then we don't, nobody knows you're struggling. People just suffer in silence. And I can say that as a, um, having that personal experience of uh, having, avoiding talking to a financial planner for years because I felt like I should be, as a physician, I should be in a particular place and I wasn't. And then so I avoided looking at the big picture altogether. When I finally did, I realized I was much better off than I was. And all I need to do is put a few structures into place to get myself to that next level. So I think that's the problem is we're not, we're not talking about money. We're not talking about where we are. There's a lot of shame and, and embarrassment and guilt for not being where we feel like we're supposed to be. And because we don't talk about it, then nobody knows. Nobody can really help you if you don't open your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so true. And so how can we reprogram our subconscious mind to uh, be able to get what we want? Well, the truth is, <laughs> um, you have to understand the unconscious mind in order to be able to reprogram it. And, uh, and many people are just out of touch with that part of themselves. So, you know, one of the ways is to really get quiet and really reprogramming is, is, is as simple as a lot of times reframing, but uh, we have a lot of blind stop, blind spots, you know, we have a lot of bl blind spots mm -hmm. and we can't always be the one to transform ourselves. That's another problem. That's mm -hmm. another huge barrier is that we think, oh, I'm going to do this myself. There's only so much reprogramming of your mind that you can do by yourself. You can do a lot. You can journal and you can listen to, you know, self-hypnosis or self-meditation. You can do your yoga. You can do spiritual work. But the majority of transformation happens in community. So you got to find a community that's transforming, that can see the blind spots in order to be able to have that reprogramming take place. You are not going to always be the one that reprograms your own mind. I think people got to really understand that, especially in our community where it's like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to fix it myself. I want to do it all by myself so that I can come out and shine. No, that's not how it works. How it works is you do as much work as you can do on your own to prime yourself. And then you look for whatever program or, or mentor or coach or community works best for you that actually will call you into being the person you actually are, want to be. Not a person who will, not a community that will commiserate and, or not a, just a person who will be like, rah, 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 but a person who will pull you out of your comfort zone and share with you the things that you need to do in order to reprogram that. So. Where can I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> I need to sign up for that community. <laughs> come on, come on. Well, um, you know, I, you, you, people who follow me and you, and you know you, that I do this work and, and, and I do it one-on-one -on -one and I do it, um, I teach it. And, and so you go to mindremappingacademy.com and you can find out all about the, the, the trainings and, and the courses coming up. Um, and that's, that's where the magic happens. We actually just finished last week. Yeah, last week we just completed um, our mind remapping training, seven day training. And let me tell you, the people who came out of the training 
look nothing like when they came in. And and these are successful people. These are people who, you know, who ha who have education and who have success and who have careers, right? All of the above from all kinds of backgrounds from all over the country who came in and, you know, had their own internal conversations and beliefs, wanted to do what they wanted to do with the technology, and but first applied it to themselves, right? And there were a lot of breakthroughs around limiting beliefs about past traumas that has that had held them back. And boy, it was a much lighter bunch at the end of the week, meaning light, like getting rid of baggage, getting rid of baggage. Wow. And so it's just exciting to be able to see what happens when people do that, how they even physically look different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. And I'm definitely yeah. it up. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and I know I just found out about the one that you just did. So if the timing wasn't right, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to look into I think you said January? We have one in November coming up, November 5th through 12th. And then, yes, the end of January. So, yeah, we can chat about it, you know. And anybody else who, who feels like you want to learn the tools, because this is not just about, um, it's, it's not, it's, it's, you get the work done, but it's also about learning the tools. And when you learn the tools to be able to take out in your life and, and apply in every area of your life, I'm a parent. So I apply it to parenting. I apply it to you know, myself and my own, I apply it to my family, I apply it to my clients, you know, all of the, all of the things. It, when you, when you're able to be that flexible with these tools, it really does make a huge difference long-term. And it's, it's not one of those things where you come for one week and you get all this transformation, you feel good, you leave and you go back in the world and you're like, ah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you go back in the world excited because you actually have ingrained a new set of tools in your toolbox to be able to use. And you've already gone through the transformation as well. I like that. Now you were talking about um, how we, what we focus on matters. Can we get back to that? Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes we don't realize, no, I know, at least for me, I know sometimes you don't even realize that you're focusing on what you don't want. Right. And then so, you getting what you don't want. Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing we need to start doing is listening to the words that are coming out of our mouth. If you hear yourself saying, I don't want to, or, or something anymore, or, you know, your, your, what, whatever it is that your goal is, is has a not or an away from, then you're focusing on what you don't want. You also want to pay, pay attention to the sensations in your body. So create the goals, focus on what you do want, language what you do want, and, and continually listen to yourself, because I think that's the key. Continually listen to yourself and your speech and your thought patterns, and that will help you to remind you. And if you find yourself, if you catch yourself in the moment, then all you need to do is say, oh, and then reframe back to what you do want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, you, we could talk for ages, but I do have some pop off here for another client. But listen, listen, I want you to, to tell people where they can find you because you help people. Tell people where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at I am dot super dot natural. I am yes. dot super dot natural. 
on Instagram. So if you have any questions about a disc assessment because you want to identify um, your strengths and you want to understand yourself, feel free to send me a DM. There's also a link on my Instagram if you want to give me your email address and, and I can reach out to you that way. We are going to have all of her information in the show notes. Y'all go follow Amina. And you know, I just want to thank you for this conversation. It was way too short. So that <laughs> means we have to have a part two. Yes. Thank you for this conversation. I appreciate all you do. I appreciate your knowledge and the best is yet to come. Indeed, indeed. So we will we will connect and, and find a time to do another like this. And until then, we shall talk on the back end. Bye. Bye. And for everyone else, thank you for reaching out. And uh, you know where to find me if you want to join one of our trainings coming up. You can go to mindremappingacademy.com. You can also click the link in my bio. It'll take you to all the choices. If you want to learn more about the training, there's a link to the training page. There's a link to schedule a call with me. All right. So you guys take care. I'm off to the next thing. Peace. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. Also, this is truly a movement for us, and I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.